When I was a younger Christian woman, I often felt like I wasn't allowed to talk about the things that worried me. Depending on the circle I was in, if I shared my worries, it was met with a list of scriptures that reminded me, do not worry, be anxious for nothing. You're probably familiar with these go-to scriptures, or you might even have a list of your own, ones that people refer to you over and over again. Now, I am all about going to the word of God because I know it soothes the mind and it encourages the soul when we are anxious. And I confirm the word of God is a great way to deal with anxiety as a Christian woman. I also know it is important to understand more about how anxiety develops because depending on the type of anxiety and the stage or the symptoms, there are additional strategies you can use. And today in this episode, I want to talk to you about the other side of treating anxiety, that is at the somatic or the body level. So stay tuned and let's dig into it. Hey, sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing podcast. I'm Jenny L. Taylor, a trauma coach, trauma thriver, and daughter of God, living loved. This space is for you sisters who want to begin healing and living fully, but the effects of childhood trauma keeps you stuck, scared, and unfulfilled. I'm so glad you're here. In this podcast, you'll receive trauma education, practical strategies, biblical applications, and motivational tips to support your trauma healing journey. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, And let's get started. Anxiety is on the rise. It is the most commonly diagnosed mental disorder. Nowadays, it's talked about more frequently as we continually hear people talking about the panic attacks that they experience. General anxiety disorder has been a mental health diagnosis since the 80s. And there are different subsets or different types of anxiety. We all know that occasionally anxiety is a part of life. It's situational. Sometimes we worry about money or family problems. We worry about a health concern and so forth. With general anxiety disorder, it is described though as an extreme worry or nervousness that is more frequent and it occurs even when there isn't a significant reason to worry. Then on the other hand, there is social anxiety, which seems to be the other common one. Social anxiety shows up like nervousness when you are in a small group or in large settings where other people are involved. But where does anxiety come from? What I have learned in my experience is that anxiety is a symptom of a trauma wounded. And just as a reminder, Trauma is not necessarily one major event. It is usually caused by multiple stressors or repeated events or continued exposure to unhealthy environments. And the key is that these impacts the person's body negatively, causing distress, causing pain or upset. And this upset dysregulates the nervous system. Childhood trauma can start in the home setting, at school, at church, or anywhere for that matter. It's all about how the child experiences an event that can result in the trauma. 
The symptoms of anxiety show up differently in different people and they generally fall into the physical or the psychological categories. And I'll just go through some of these symptoms. On the physical side, people experience their heart beating faster than normal. Some people experience muscle aches or tensions. There's often a shortness of breath or a churning of the stomach. A lot of people experience fatigue or headaches. Some people talk about having a choking sensation. There is trembling or irritability. People are easily started. Anxiety also affects the digestive system. So people experience problems with their tummies and that could lead to diarrhea or nausea. Another common one is having problems sleeping. The difficulty with sleeping actually falls in both the physical and the psychological categories. Now let's look at some of the psychological symptoms of anxiety. Again, difficulty falling or staying asleep. There is ongoing extensive worry or obsession about things. People often talk about feeling on edge or unsafe once again, because this type of hypervigilance always exists as a result of trauma. And that is coupled with the belief that something terrible is about to happen. There is always doom and gloom, a feeling of danger on the horizon. Some people just can't stop worrying and they find it difficult to relax in any situation. And coupled with that is the difficulty of staying focused. There is a worry and a fear about making bad decisions. So this intensifies the anxiety to the point that no decision is made. When people do not feel certain about anything, this also adds to their distress. When thinking about situations, the person focuses on negative outcomes only. It's really difficult to see the sunny side of life as the saying goes. And then there's an obsessive quest for validation through social media. And that one I find to be very interesting. If you recognize any of these symptoms in yourself, I'm not saying that you have an anxiety disorder. This again is information. You can use this to explore and find out more about what you are experiencing and what is happening for you. If you do suspect that you struggle or you know you struggle with anxiety as a Christian woman, we know that biblical advice and scripture provide comfort. The thing is, depending on the symptoms and how your body responds, when the anterior cingulate cortex or the ACC, and as a reminder, this is the part of the brain that is constantly scanning the environment for cues of danger. When the ACC become hyper aroused, it temporarily shuts down the prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that is responsible for regulating our thoughts, our actions and our emotions and it helps us to act in intelligent ways. When this part of the brain is shut down, this makes it difficult for us to concentrate or think clearly, much less sit calmly, open the Bible and meditate on scripture. It's not that scripture isn't important and isn't helpful. We just need to understand the timing and when we need to use it based on our biological or physiological responses. At this point, when the ACC is in control, our body is taking over and system altering hormones get released into the bloodstream. 
We have things like cortisol, which reduces executive functioning. We can't think clearly. And the ability to reason and use logic is reduced. We also have large increases of noradrenaline being dumped into our system. And that leads to responses such as anger, hostility, or aggression. Then we have adrenaline. A big dump of adrenaline can lead to responses like fear or withdrawal or flight. When these hormones are in the system, it produces an automatic response that causes the person to run away, shut down, become emotionally or physically unresponsive or even faint. And in other cases where none of these reactions work to provide a sense of re-regulation or safety, the trauma survivor can go into the fawn mode, and this is essentially being compliant or people-pleasing even to their detriment. What do you do if you find yourself automatically responding in one of these categories? The key is to get to know your body and how it responds to stress before it gets into the reactive mode. And you can do this by first beginning to track the signs of changes in your body before your stress response kicks into high gear and becomes a full-blown anxiety attack or stress response. In other words, while your thinking brain is still engaged, practice noticing your body signals and when you see the first sign that you're being triggered and begin applying regulating muscle or nervous system exercises. I know in today's world, the idea of having quick strategies is preferred, and that works in some circumstances, but when it comes to dealing with trauma and the body and symptoms of anxiety, it is always best to set the foundation and move slowly and as gently as needed. The nervous system is very delicate, and by taking things slowly, you give yourself enough practice to learn a new way of being. You actually have to learn to be safe. And this is done at a physiological level. Today, I want to spend some time on an orientation exercise that helps individuals begin noticing their body. And this exercise is good for two reasons. When you're practicing body orientation, it helps to shift the attention to the present moment. So it gets people out of their head and away from the disruptive or repressed thoughts. And it moves you towards more pleasant sensations in the body and gives you a nice sensory experience. The second reason for this exercise is that it's the foundation on which you would build all the other exercises that we are going to go through in this podcast. Begin noticing your body because many survivors of trauma have learned to dissociate from their body. They're not used to sitting calmly or quietly and noticing because they're always in survival mode. They're always on the lookout for threat and the brain is sending signals to their body to stay safe, which means that these chemicals keep getting dumped into the system. So time to relax isn't a safety mechanism that it uses because if they sit still, there's the danger that they would be overtaken by whatever threat is perceived. 
Let's look at this exercise. To engage with this activity, you will need to be seated or lying in a comfortable position. You cannot do this while you're driving or operating heavy machinery or doing anything that needs your full concentration. It sounds like one of those medical adverts, right? But this is for a reason. The exercise will invite you to stay in the present as you focus on your body and the sensations you feel. I will guide you through this. So take a deep breath and then we will begin. Now that you're seated comfortably or laying down, depending on your position, some of these would apply and some wouldn't. I am going to take it from the seated position because I'm currently sitting right now. So I'm going to use that flow as we do the orientation. Beginning at your toes, place your feet firmly on the ground. Feel the sensations in your toes. Do you feel the ground beneath your toes? Is it soft? Is it fluffy? What temperature do you feel? Is it warm? Is it cool? Is it cold? What about a texture? Maybe you're wearing socks. Do you feel this texture of the socks against your toes? Notice what you feel. We're moving now to your feet. If your feet is firmly underground, what sensations do you feel beneath your feet? What temperature is it? Do you feel a texture? Maybe the texture of carpet, the texture of wood, maybe you're under grass. Notice what that texture feels like. Moving to your ankles. What sensations do you feel against your ankles? Do you feel the air? If you have any fabric laying against your ankles, what texture is it? What do you feel with your ankles, against your ankles? If your ankles are bare, what's the temperature? Do your ankles feel cool, cold, warm? Notice. Next, we will look at your calves and your shin. What sensations do you feel? Do you have fabric against your skin? What does the fabric feel like? Do you feel the air? Now 
notice. What about your knees? What sensations do you feel? What temperature do you feel against your knees? If you're wearing clothing, what texture? Is it soft? Is it smooth? Is it stretchy? Is it itchy? Notice. Moving up to your thighs, what sensation do you feel against your thighs? Do you feel a temperature? What about a texture? Notice. Now we move to your hips and butt area. What do you feel at the base of your butt? If you're seated, do you feel the firmness of the chair beneath you? If you're lying down, what do you feel? Is it soft? Is it firm? Is it supported? Do you feel texture against your hips and your butt? What is that texture like? Just notice. No judgment, no assessment. Just noticing what the sensations are against each body part we talk about. Next, we move to the stomach. What do you feel against your stomach? Do you have fabric on? Is it soft? Is it stiff or firm? What temperature do you feel against your stomach? Now we notice the chest area. Again, we're looking for the sensation you feel against your chest. Do you feel the air of the atmosphere? Does it feel warm, cool or cold against your chest? Perhaps you have fabric over your chest. What's the texture? Is it soft? Is it firm? Is it itchy? What do you notice? Next, we look at the hands. What texture do you feel against your hands? If you're lying on the bed, maybe your hands are crossed across your stomach. Can you feel anything against your skin? 
or any temperature or any sensations? Are your hands tingly? Notice. Moving up to the arms and the shoulders. What do you notice against your arms? Do you feel the temperature? Do you feel a texture? Do you feel a sensation? Same for your shoulders. Do you feel fabric and texture against your shoulders? Is there a sensation that's noticeable? What about a temperature against your shoulders? Moving to your back. If you're laying on the bed or on a surface or sitting in a chair, what do you feel against your back? Is it braced by something soft? Something firm? Can you feel the texture against your back? Is it smooth? Is it prickly? Is it soft? Do you feel any temperature against your skin on your back? Just notice. Moving up to the neck area. We're looking for the sensations that you feel against your neck. Do you feel a temperature against your neck? Do you feel the air of the space that you're in? Do you feel a temperature? Is it cool? Is it warm? Is it cold against your neck? Is there a texture? Texture of a blouse, a shirt, a scarf. What does it feel like? Now we would look at the face. What sensations do you feel against your face? Do you feel the temperature of the space that you're in? Is the air cool, warm, or cold against your face? Perhaps there is no temperature at all. Is there any texture against your face? And finally, your head. What do you notice? What do you feel against your head? Do you feel the hairs on your head? 
Is there any sensation against your head? Do you feel any temperature against your scalp? Do you feel or get a sense that it's cool, warm or cold? Is there a texture? If you're laying down, do you feel the texture at the back of your head? If you're wearing a hat or a cap, do you feel any texture against your head? Notice. As we get ready to come out of this exercise, I invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose and slowly exhale out through your mouth. You can repeat that breath for up to two more times as you exit this exercise. Okay, what was that experience like for you? Did you have any trouble noticing the sensations or feelings in your body? Or did you find it difficult to stay present during the exercise? Maybe your mind was wandering. If this is the first time you did this exercise, know that this takes practice. If you're not used to sitting in the calm and noticing sensations, the brain needs to get used to the process. So I encourage you to keep practicing and I would love to hear how it went. You can join me in the Shades of Trauma Healing Facebook group. You can let me know. The link for that is in the show notes. So you can find the link, join the Facebook group and let me know how this experience went for you. This is just the first part of exercises that we'll go through together that can help you regulate your nervous system, calm your muscles, and keep your thoughts in the present. There will be a part two, so look out for that. The more you practice this exercise, the more you would begin to notice what your body is doing and how it's responding and that sets up the foundation for the other exercises that we will go through that is more specifically used for tracking your body sensation as you become stressed so come back again next week look out for that and as usual you can connect with me via email support at shades of and the Facebook group is always open. I look forward to connecting with you. Be blessed, my sister friend. If this podcast encouraged, inspired, or taught you something, do share it with another sister friend who needs support in her healing journey. I would also love for you to go to Apple Podcast right now and leave a review for the show. Thanks for listening. I'm cheering for your healing. Until next week, breathe and be blessed.